Emily Wheeler, luxury jewelry designer, sits down right now at our studio. She's constantly in vogue, L, hot living. Her career is so cool, starting to smash it. And may she go from strength to strength. And we're going to learn all about it right now. Emily Wheeler, thank you. Let's get that out of the way. Thank you for trekking all the way over here on Potrero Avenue. Um, you're most welcome. And so, um, when did you first realize you wanted to do and you wanted to be in the career of uh, design and in, mm -hmm. in, in jewelry design? Um, I think that when people ask me the question, when what do you want to be when you grow up? I said yeah. jewelry designer. Like it, it started very young for me. And I used to make um, various pairs of earrings and necklaces for my mom like every yeah. day when I was really young. Like, like out of like buttons eight or, nine. or, or no, like everything like, you could find? I was or? like using seed beads. Uh-huh, cool. <laughs> and I was advanced for my age. Yeah. Um, and, and then my dad took me on these road trips to the Southwest and I got introduced to the um, turquoise and stone yeah. kind of Native American stuff. So... And I started collecting rocks, and I was sort of—I was really always into it, and it was always a passion. And then when I grew up, I started being really, of course, obsessed with diamonds and fine jewelry. Right. Um, and when I moved from New England to the West Coast, I mm -hmm. or to San Francisco, I got distracted with the tech world for a while. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And I was doing um, operations and marketing for startups. Yeah. In the Bay Area, and. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of came back to jewelry in my late 20s, um, realizing that that was like really my passion and what I wanted to do. And so how long have you been doing this line? It's new. Um, so I started doing jewelry as my full-time career, I guess, four years ago now. And But I didn't launch my first collection. I, I sold things and I kind of quietly mm -hmm. did trunk shows and had some retail partners, but I didn't really launch until last year yeah um and i sort of define that launch as like taking it to new york showing it to editors you know uh -huh. having a real collection to yeah. show people and yeah that sounds like <clears throat> incredibly daunting um and and kind of crazy to conceive and then achieve it, it really does. I mean, it does sound like kind of. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like everybody's dream? And then, it, is it because it's so big and so cool to try and launch something like that that nobody tries? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's funny. Like, I definitely, I don't have formal training, so I went into it really not. I mean, I, I'm learning more every year. Like, I'm if I look back on myself three years ago, I'm like, ha ha ha, like, yes. you, you know nothing. Three, yes. 20, whatever, how old I was, 30 year old Emily. Um, and I don't know, like I, it was definitely a little daunting, but it was mostly just exciting. Like it, it was really clear to me that I was obsessed with it and that that's what I wanted to do. Like I was coming home from my real job and staying up all night working on my kind of side business, which yeah. was jewelry. Um, and I also, my husband was really supportive of it. He was sweet. He was like, 
you clearly need to do this. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it kind cool. of wasn't like an option to not. And so help me out on the, the craft part of it, or not actually the, the creation part of it. Mm-hmm. Is it. Is it digitized? Are you doing this on your laptop? Are you like sketching? Or, I'm sketching. Know? So yeah. I basically, um, it took me a long time to find the right manufacturing that would create the quality that I wanted because I really wanted it to be like top of the line. Um, and I wanted it to be made in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So that took a while. And then I found this amazing team in L.A., um, it's like a small kind of mom and pop shop. Mm-hmm. They've been around. They've it's been in their families in their family for five generations, um, and so yeah, I sketch and I do these detailed sketches with measurements of every angle, and then I send it um, to them, uh-huh. and they do a CAD, and yeah. then we kind of tweak the CAD a little bit. And then, yeah, it eventually gets cast. And then, so what's the, the website that everybody could go to if they want to just look at your work and research your What's the Emily, emilypwheeler.com. Okay, cool. Yeah. Emilypwheeler.com. Yeah. Um, that is awesome. But this is fascinating. We haven't sat down with anybody who's um, uh, a jewelry designer. So I think it's cool. really cool. <laughs> and I noticed on your website I was reading that um, you mentioned architectural interpretation mm-hmm. of classic styles and that's what that's my jam i just love thinking about how you know architects influence artists yeah. and, and they influence jewelers and and all of this so totally. can you expand on that yeah so i mean i do have to say when someone asks me for like what influence like the, the one thing that influenced this piece or what influenced this collection it's hard for me to come up with one mm. thing like you mm-hmm. were saying earlier all these different things are kind of influencing what you create. Um, but I, I grew up surrounded by, so my dad was an architectural photographer. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of grew up surrounded by Got that it. imagery. Yes. Like literally covering all of our walls. That I can see in your work. Like, you yeah. know, the crazy piece that goes up like that. Yeah, yeah, and your yeah. dad's capturing it. And sometimes, sometimes I think our art of our interior design spaces, really at the end of the day, it's the photographs. Of all those. Yeah. Um, all of that. Yeah. and there, That is the art. And his, I worked as his assistant for a long time and mm. like the precision and the kind of detail that goes into getting that shot mm-hmm. was always really fascinating to me. Um, but yeah, and then I'm also inspired by, you know, I'm just as inspired by colors and textures and nature as I am by modern art and modern, art, modern architecture. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like... It all comes from my brain, so it's all influenced by my entire life experience in some ways. Right. <laughs> well, so I've, I've always thought about, well, I'm going to, you know, one day I hope to be able to do a furniture line, you know, and then, but sometimes mm-hmm. I sit down to sketch things and I'm like, that looks like a child just did that. You know, how do you resist? <laughs> Is it reiteration, reiteration, or do you not have that problem? You don't. Okay, you no, don't have that problem. But to other people who, not necessarily me, other people who are listening who want to draw but don't look like a child. That's what I should have said from the beginning. So I have two sketchbooks. <laughs> One is my actual process, and yeah. then when I find and it looks like a child did it. Yes. And then I finally get to the shape that I like, and then I move to the second sketchbook, which is the one I actually show people. Yes, and it, you show and it like. Has- the one perfect final design. Oh in right! It. Yeah. I thought you might like dumb it down just to, just a touch to make it look like the process in your real sketchbook. Like, oh, I was really working through something and then I nailed it. You know? Oh, yeah. Man. No, I mean it's it's literally a bunch of doodles and oh. then eventually it gets turned into something. 
I designed a rug for some competition or something one time, and it was like the, I ended up doing the same loop sketch mm-hmm. that I did all doodling. Did you do the spiral? It wasn't a spiral. It was. <laughs> I it did was, that. It's like this kind of all. Yeah. And then it makes different shapes, and I shade those in uh-huh. differently. And this is That's what cool. I would do with my spare time in um, classrooms or college. Little or, did you know you were designing a rug that entire yeah. time. <laughs> Hasn't exactly made it to production, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. Hey. <laughs> um, are there any other specific influences you can think of? Um, not really. Um, so this is good. so. Last night I had my first band practice with a dad band, and I know I'm going on a tangent here, but uh-huh. like I actually did this, and I've. It's been my life's dream to be in a, um, you know, make music, but mm-hmm. I actually, I do make music, um, but, but not with people. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I wondered if music mm-hmm. somehow bleeds <clears throat> its way into a process. I mean, are you maybe listening to music? When yeah. You're sketching and so any other way? I definitely am. I'm also listening to a lot of podcasts when I'm sketching, but yeah, I definitely, I mean, I definitely listen to music. I'm really into music. Um, I'm currently listening to SZA, <laughs> very uh-huh. into her. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I think probably it affects me emotionally and impacts, I don't know, the mood and mm-hmm. kind of, and in some ways that probably inspires the design a bit. Um, I, what I love about playing music, cause mm-hmm. I've, I played since third grade and I really don't play that many more songs than I have since eighth grade, but I'd perfected them, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's like, I can pick up, um, an instrument and at the moment, there's silence, but then, you know, five seconds later, I'm into something that's never been done before because it's a time and place. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what you're doing with these sketchbooks and never been done before. Yeah. Like, how exhilarating is that? Yeah, it's incredibly satisfying, especially, especially coming from tech where, you know, everything's kind of in the cloud and oh, right. doesn't make sense yeah. <laughs> to me, at least. Um, it's really satisfying going back to a sort of basic business model and also creating something tangible. Um, yeah, that and that finished product, like that's probably the most the most nerve wracking, most exciting part, like moments that I have is when I receive the piece, the first piece from my manufacturer in LA. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Christmas, but <laughs> you're a little. <laughs> but I'm terrified, terrified. too because sometimes you know, sometimes you have to. Send it back, change something, sometimes it's not perfect. It's like bad Santa brought it. Sometimes bad Santa yeah. comes around. It's true. <laughs> well, that must be amazing. Um, yeah. I understand that. I mean, we do the same thing. We're, we, we pick out fabric and we modify the sofa and then we're like... Yeah. Of course. Hope that works out. Yeah, and then you, you know. put it all together and it's this huge reveal. Yeah. Um, so I've got this photo pulled up. I don't know if you can describe it. Uh, it's a, I think it's a presentation, mm-hmm. and maybe there's a crystal there, but it's one of your yeah. Instagram um, images. Like, so can you describe that a little bit? So it's an amethyst, and it's actually I still have my rock collection from when I was a little kid. That's cool. Um, and so it's one of the rocks that I picked up on one of the road trips with my dad, and um, and it has two rings kind of positioned casually on top and next to the rock. Mm-hmm. One is my um, hexagon ring um, that's a hexagon-shaped diamond with a pave band around it. 
And the other is called my line ring, which is a baguette um, ring that's kind of just a sharp angle um, that sits at the top of your finger. Yeah, and you've got one on. And I'm wearing it, yes. <laughs> and, and does that come back, uh, that, uh, what did you call it, the, the baguette, but what's the mm-hmm. angle you call it? Just a sharp angle, I said, uh-huh. yeah. Just, um, it's called the line ring. That's what the, mm, ring the line called. ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what struck me when I was reading your website. Mm-hmm. That like, oh, the architectural part. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. And that is sort of that sort of um, aesthetic is turning into kind of a little collection within a collection for me. And I, uh-huh. it's fun because the way I like sketch it is different too. My doodles are all sharp lines, um, and I kind of sketch in a line shape mm-hmm. until something like looks cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh my gosh, yeah. this is this is actually so in line with what we do, I think. Really? I, I, I do. I think the process is, um, like it's all in your head, mm-hmm. what looks good. And I've, I was listening to a panel one time and asked one of the panelists from the audience, like, what criteria do you use to, that helps you decide, well, this you know, lamp goes well with this side table and that furniture leg is appropriate with that or the fabric on mm-hmm. the frame. Like what's the criteria? And it's very hard to come up with. Yeah. I mean, how could you... It's like bottling up lightning or something. Yeah, that's like describing love. <laughs> Jeez. Hashtag describing love. That will have to be in the intro part. We sit down with Emily Wheeler and describe love and um, bottling up. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, I don't know how you would answer that. It's kind but, of like... Just a feeling. Um, like, I definitely have a bunch of end designs that are almost there, you uh-huh. know what I mean? But they're just not, they're just not quite right. And I, that's just like a feeling. I don't know. Well, do you, I mean, so, yeah, you just know it. I mean, do, can you put any words to it? Like, well, that, um, you, know, you know, well, the thing that I avoid is something that looks kitsch. Mm-hmm. Or I avoid something that looks like I've seen before or might see too much yeah. of. Or totally. Yeah, you definitely, unique. yeah, I think making sure it is unique is a huge one, especially in jewelry because it's a really saturated market. So that's... Mm-hmm like a big challenge. Sometimes you come up with something and you think it's original, but then all of a sudden you see it like a year later. Mm. Um, and you know, yeah, that's, what, that's a big, that's a big part of it. What's the shelf life for really great jewelry design? I mean, is it two years, five years, 150 years? I mean, I mean something like at my price point that, at, that's true fine jewelry should be forever. Mm. Um, there's definitely like more trendy looks uh-huh. that come around, and oftentimes that's like at a more affordable price point. Mm. Um, maybe those don't have quite as long of a shelf life, but you're buying fine metals and fine stones and diamonds, and you know that should be something you want to wear for a very long time. Yeah, some song goes like diamonds are. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you do your own marketing pieces like that? That that photograph and some of these things you have on Instagram that are really cool. I looked through it before we mm-hmm. um, about an hour or two ago. Um, and and uh, do you do your own marketing? Yes, I do pretty much. Um, I have someone that helps me with like marketing emailers, the mm-hmm. design of that. But <clears throat> I'm pretty like 
I'm new, so I'm not outsourcing too much. I have mm-hmm. a PR rep in New York. Um, but yeah, I'm sort of a one woman show, so I'm doing it all. And I'm still kind of at that point where I don't want to give anything up yet. I don't trust anyone else to do it yeah. the way I want it to be done. I don't know when that changes. When does that change? <laughs> mm. no. um, I, mean, I don't know. You'll have the best eye for your brand, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. You can't go back and replace um, your eye. I don't know. Yeah. When you have too many other things that are more important to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> that is, it looks spectacular. That's why I asked. Because it's really like, you know, it's through the same lens. Like mm-hmm. every one of the photographs and <clears throat> the composition. And my, I get it. Yeah. Um, um, I think you said you were, or did, you did marketing or something like that for. Yeah, I did PR and operations. Yeah. Yeah. I studied creative advertising and marketing. So mm-hmm. I've seen photographs forever and took like a film class and, oh, cool. you know, understand that kind of composition. So I did the same thing with yeah. most of our work too. Yeah. Even like, you know, really detailed for the photo shoots. and Yeah. Because I care yeah. just so much. Yeah, the photo shoots are the most fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, I noticed you use some darker stones. Black diamonds. Yeah. Black diamonds, yeah. Um, what are, well, word up, what's up with yellow diamonds? No, I like them. Yeah. I like all, I mean, I like all the diamonds. All the diamonds. <laughs> yeah, it just sort of depends on the yellow, I think. Like, I think it can be really pretty when it's like a pale... Mm. Yellow um, it has mm. sort of a vintagey vibe. Mm-hmm. The black diamonds look super killer. Yeah, black diamonds are definitely edgier. Is it platinum with it or what's white your... gold? White gold. Mm-hmm. And do you only do white gold or do you do? Um, I do platinum as well. Uh-huh. Um, I do gold. I do rhodium and some things to kind of get a darker look. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, what other colors are there? That I don't know about. Yellow, black. For diamonds? Yeah. What else? I mean, almost anything you can imagine. It's kind really? of amazing. Yeah. Um, I really... There's um, gray diamonds that look really pretty. They call them like salt and pepper diamonds. Uh-huh. Um, pink diamonds are sometimes very pretty. Mm-hmm. Again, I really like a light pale pink. Yeah, there's... They come in kind of any color you can imagine. Uh, will we see some of that in your work? I mean... Maybe. It's been, it's been something I've thought about doing um sort of expanding the colorways of the cigar rings has been on my radar but mm. i don't know we'll see and that's the cigar ring yes yeah this is, and this is the baby cigar ring i was listening to the news last night and there was like the biggest harvested uh diamond pulled out of somewhere recently yesterday they were just talking about it really it's going up for auction the, the biggest one that ever come to auction. Oh um, my gosh, I did not read that. Gosh, I could Google it, but I won't. But I mean, cool. it's like, you know, is it possibly 200 carats or something like that? I guess it's possible. <laughs> it's 180 to 250, somewhere like that. I'll fact check myself yeah, later. Yeah, fact check yourself. Um, yeah, that's amazing. But wow. they were talking it... about where they, they would normally kind of, I guess they might... Cut it up. Cut it, yeah, cut it up, but cut out a portion of it to keep it like the clarity so high. Um, but then it'd be oblonged in shape because mm-hmm. they ditched some of it. But in this case, they were able to kind of keep it all because it was such high quality, right. so big and right. so wonderful. And yeah, I mean, that's, gonna... that's that. Would, that's what makes big diamonds special. Is there? There's all. There's a process that cuts it down to kind of get rid of imperfections and get the kind of best part of the diamond out. Mm-hmm. So every stone you see <clears throat> has gone through that process. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, mm-hmm. um, 
and that's kind of yeah like the the when they're so big that you don't have to do that very much and it's still really beautiful is when it becomes very valuable <laughs> mm-hmm. and what sort of size i mean i only know because i'm married and have a you know wife and mm-hmm. limited really exposure to um i guess sizes of carrots but tell me about the world of fine jewelry and like what's acceptable and what's too gauche these days i mean you'd be a very surprised you should look at my instagram feed there's like um a couple couple instagrammers that i follow that have you know 10 20 carat rings Mm -hmm. regularly lorraine schwartz um, is a designer that uses a lot of really big um stones and I mean, I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What's but, a, so to you, nothing's too large. No, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I've seen I've seen stones that I think are too big to be set as a ring. Like, I think they should have been a necklace or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I don't know. It's fun. It's def- I don't. I feel like it's just getting bigger and bigger, though. Like Kim Kardashian sort of set the standard for what, engagement rings. What is hers? <laughs> I forget something ridiculous. Is it four hundred and seventy-six got... carats, which is what Google, you just googled? Oh my god! <laughs> That's the I don't really? know how big it. Yeah, four hundred and seventy-six wow. carats. That's incredible. Yeah, no, it is not that. Is, hey Kim, Kanye. Kim, you better up, up your it. game. I know. She got her ring got stolen when she was. Oh, in Paris. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know where that one is. Yeah. So so ten carats on a on a ring is. No big deal. <laughs> kind of these yeah. days. Twenty-five. <laughs> That's a big deal. It's a big deal. I mean, ten is still a big deal. It depends on who you ask. Mm-hmm. And when do people call it, start calling them chips? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the little chip. Oh, that little. Oh, it's like a point nine carat. Look at the chip. <laughs> oh, or probably more like um, five. Like all Kim's friends. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, okay, so do you, uh, oh, yeah, do you ever say things like this? Like, mm-hmm. we were just looking at a magazine in there, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, like, we didn't appreciate, and I'm, I'm not really that dramatic, but, like, playing like I'm dramatic. Uh-huh. And I was saying, like, I can't work like this. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do that in your work? No. <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> yeah, like, when you're drawing. I'm by myself, s- so I'd be talking to my dog. <laughs> Slam down the pencil and, and like, or just dial up somebody and like let them hear you. You know, I can't work like this. This is impossible. I have needed to vent a couple times to my husband about Uh, various things, but no good lines like that. Vent to my dog more. Yeah, the the sort of just the the fake drama. I can't work under these conditions. Yes, and it's like you've got a view and you know (laughs) my tie. I can't like this. <laughs> be expected to work. Um, okay, so that's a no. None of those. So, okay, we're working on it. Um, oh, who have been your biggest mentors? <clears throat> in the- um, there were a few very badass, well-known, superior designers um, that mentored me at the beginning. Um, one of them is Nicholas Barney, and he his work is really next level. It's incredible. Um, and he, he just was sweet enough to give me advice very early on in when I was first starting out. Um, and then a good friend of mine, um, named Drew Ginsburg, she has a line called Dylan Lex. It's not fine jewelry, but she's wildly successful. Um, her, 
it's like big kind of statement pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all over Beyonce and Rihanna and Kendall Jenner and all the celebs. And she told me once, she said, stores and stylists are going to try and tell you what to design. Just ignore them. Like, do what you want to do. And she's totally right. Like, the amount of people that have said, like, oh, like, we want this, but like this. Or can you do this for us? And you you could, you know, go bankrupt <laughs> trying to please everyone. Um and it often like doesn't pay off. I had to learn it the hard way. And yeah, you just have to kind of follow your own vision and mm-hmm. stick to your plan because otherwise it'll be too diluted with things that just aren't coming from you. Perhaps they're trying to like the store or the rep or somebody is trying to make, make you look like someone that's, that's selling hot right now. Exactly. Or, or you know, somewhat like someone that their customer specifically wants, which right. sometimes is like not who you're after. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like one sale or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's, that's probably some wisdom and all over life for that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Any other uh, role models or advice for that? Um... I mean, no, there, there are definitely other like women in business that have been role models to me and have been really helpful, um, that have sort of taken me under their wing a bit. Grace Fuller is the, um, jewelry editor at W and she's been so unbelievably sweet and helpful, um, since I went and showed her the collection about a year ago in New York. Um, yeah. Who else? Mary Kinney. Mm, Yes. Um, Claudia Mata. She's the former W jewelry editor and she lives here in San Francisco. So she was sweet enough to help me out too mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. That's cool. Lots of good advice from lots of amazing women. Um, what about, uh, what do you think the role of social media plays in jewels and jewelry? Yeah. Um, I mean, social media seems to play a role in everything these days, <laughs> but I think, um, I think that it, creates this sort of transparency in the market that wasn't there before. The jewelry industry in general is very secretive. And I think there was a time when the, when, you know, the big jewelry makers wouldn't even like show their work to other people, except for, mm. except for their clients. Mm. They wouldn't even want it. They would in do the advertisements. And... Yeah. Like it was very, huh. Yeah, it so was, it was just more, more secretive, so that their clients would, pay, you know, they would value it more. Yeah, but right? what's happened is, um, you know, you kind of have to put yourself out there these days, mm-hmm. and you sort of make yourself. The, the benefit is you make yourself more accessible to your customer, and obviously, social media is an incredibly valuable marketing tool. Um, the downside is the fear is that you get copied, which happens a lot. Oh, in, right any kind of fashion right. industry, I think. Um, and, but you know, it just sort of just makes it that much more challenging and you have to work that much harder to create something that's special and unique. Um, and so the result I feel is just a lot of really creative, special, innovative design. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's much easier to be like, 
fancy plane on on the very high end or fine jewelry um you know you could just you have more i guess you can't have as many imitations mm -hmm. because it's you know it can't, be, it can't be produced <clears throat> like that if True. it's really that right but what happens is you can uh, you can cut a lot of corners and you can make a you know white gold diamond ring mm -hmm. that in the same shape as a designer that you mm -hmm. see um for you know half the price or even less if you're using if you're hollowing out the metal if you're using diamonds that aren't graded or aren't top quality right um so yeah there are ways to like mm -hmm. create some reproduce something yeah <clears throat> we uh sometimes like the the kitchens we would do or we do or i don't know the yeah the the houses we you know produced in san francisco is sort of small and then we would over time get calls oh can you come help us and we don't get the job when we see a photograph later it's like the same kitchen yeah you know like that happens all the time so yeah not exactly the same one but we, I guess um, it, isn't, it isn't true for you, but for us, we're kind of like, that's awesome. We already right. did that, and really, I'm not doing that again Right. in our trip. That's like, old uh, news. Uh, yeah, it's old <laughs> yeah. news. <laughs> I'm true with you. you know? <laughs> but you want to, like, it's a different, a different model. Like, you want to have... Yeah, I mean, I don't think that I'm being copied yet, but mm -hmm. when I do, I'll be like, I've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to look at I it. Think the, I think the worst thing that happens though is when like bigger more well-known designers copy younger designers ouch that's a bummer yeah. and that happens probably even more often mm -hmm. even in jewelry mm -hmm. um so who's your biggest fan my biggest fan yeah oh gosh um Hmm. Is it your dad or, you know, like, I'm taking you on, on the um, photo shoots? Is it My is dad's it probably my biggest critic. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's because he's got a design eye. So, uh, especially oh. when I was first starting, he was like, mm, the proportions are off on this one. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's kind of always how my dad's been. And I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Like, he's, mm -hmm. he's not just going to, like... Oh, sweetheart, so nice. <laughs> exactly. You're so talented. And it, I don't know. I, I feel like, I mean, my dad was also, has also always been very supportive and is very, like, both my parents are so excited about this business. Um, but I kind of feel like critics have, like, motivate me just as much as fans. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I don't know. Do you have celebs who are wearing, wearing the um, work? Or? Yeah, I guess, um... Kate McKinnon wore it. We had this like. I love Kate. Month. I know she's the best. She's so funny. She is hilarious and gorgeous. So she wore it. Um, there was this one month last spring where she wore it on the cover of Elle, which a stylist picked out obviously for the shoot, and she wore it kind of without throughout the cover shoot. And then she also wore a couple other pieces to two different events, premieres, and some other thing um like all in one month so that was a very mm -hmm. exciting Kate McKinnon month yeah do you text her and it's like <laughs> yeah up? I was like girl hit me up <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be in New York tomorrow if you hang yeah. out where are you I'm in LA, I'm LA. LA wherever yeah. you wherever you are I will be there <laughs> oh my gosh my friend has said he he is kind of friends that are at 30 Rock and isn't that where SNL is filmed I think it is yeah I don't know. Uh, anyway, 
And he, um, <clears throat> he says he's been to a ton of the, the SNL like live um, performances oh, and the cool. shows. Oh, cool. That's awesome. That's totally cool. Yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah, that'd be super fun. I, I, have a I will friend, do that. I have a friend, my cousin actually, and her um, husband go to a couple too. They know one of the writers. Uh huh. That's fun. fun. Um, so, oh, do you design anything for men? You know, my collection has become like increasingly unisex. Grace Fuller, the really? woman from W, was the first one that said, you know, I think your collection is unisex. And I was like, oh, I love that idea. Um, and I have sold a couple of like the bigger, the signet ring and the um, bigger platform ring as like pinky rings to men. Mm-hmm. And some have been kind of interested in the cigar ring. Actually, Michael oh, yeah. wears he um, would rock the it. black diamond one as oh, the platform yeah. ring as a pinky uh, ring. It's amazing on him. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I think it's becoming like more and more androgynous. I like the idea of that. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely trying to make more things that could be unisex. If you had to design, like, if you were interested, you may not even be interested in that, but what would they look like if you were trying to cater even to more men? I think you just have to kind of, like, for example, with the signet ring, um, I just had to make a slightly, like, bulkier masculine version of that ring. It was pretty, like, small and dainty on... A girl and so I kind of increased the surface and mm-hmm. added some gold um so yeah I mean I think I think men want jewelry that like they're not going to necessarily switch it out super often mm-hmm. so if they're if they're wearing jewelry they're they're like committing to wearing something yeah I'm gonna every be day. wearing this for about 13 years exactly <laughs> um so it has to be something that is pretty minimal I think um yeah uh, it has well, some weight to it, but I sort of yeah. feel like all my jewelry has a lot of weight to it. It's cool. Thank you. You've got it going on. It's Thanks. super cool. So, okay, here, how about the speed round? Uh, oh. <laughs> Favorite stone? Turquoise. Ever since I was little and went to, to Arizona, I love turquoise, specifically Sleeping Beauty turquoise, which is the most beautiful color. Oh, And it's awesome. like, the che- like not Sleeping Beauty, but turquoise in general is very cheap, so it's kind mm. of a funny one to pick. Where's that mine from? Um, it was mined in one mine in Arizona that, I think it was Arizona, yeah, Arizona, that closed, I think, 10 years ago. And they've got enough for, like, perpetuity? Well, it's, like, increasing in value. Is there no more? Exponentially, because there is no more. Really? It's no longer mine. That's crazy. I like turquoise. Not turquoise in general, Sleeping Beauty turquoise. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turquoise in general is mined all over the world, and Mm -hmm. there's lots of it. Sleeping Beauty was, like, this one specific mine. Cool. Yeah. And then what, what about, what's your birthstone? Any correlation there? I, don't know. I, don't I know. think it's, I don't even know. I think it's Peridot. I don't know what mine is. I don't know. I, th- I should know that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, do, oh no, that's funny. <laughs> um, favorite vacation destination to return to? Oh my gosh. I love going to Hawaii. I'm going on Saturday. Oh. Um, but I have to say, since we're speaking about design, yeah. I went to Amangiri a couple weekends ago. Are you familiar with Amangiri? Uh, yes, but our listeners aren't. Okay. <laughs> Amangiri is in Utah, and it's the most beautiful. I mean, just Google image search Amangiri, and mm-hmm. it'll be like food for your eyes because it's the most beautifully designed place I cool. think I've ever seen. Um, what is your favorite metal? Metal? Mm-hmm. Gold. Gold. 
All gold. White gold. Just gold. Gold. I mean, yeah, just gold. Gold. All the gold. Gold. I like different versions for different things. Sometimes mm. I like to use 18, 24 karat if I want it to be like a really rich yellow. Sometimes I want it to be 14 karat so it's a little lighter. Mm hmm. Great. Um, I'm like learning so much here. I'm just like nodding. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, so the 14 karat gold for those of, I mean, I'm just, again, <laughs> I know, I know, but other listeners may not, mm -hmm. but the 14 uh, karat gold would be the cooler colors. Is that what it gets to? Yeah, or it's a little bit lighter and brighter. It kind of depends on how it's mixed, but generally speaking, the higher the carrot, the richer the yellow. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also gold is pretty soft, so they don't they won't normally set larger stones in like a twenty four karat gold because it's too soft. The setting will be too soft, so oh, that's why it's sort of mixed with other 20. metals oh. and goes down to eighteen karat or fourteen karat. And there's no one carat. No. I was just kidding. I, mean, I, I knew that. I knew be. that. <laughs> one carat gold. <laughs> just one. Just, just one. one carat. It's fine. And so, the, but the white white gold is mixed. White with... gold is mixed with other metals. Uh huh. Um, yeah. To be to essentially it it's, it varies on like who you're talking to or who's making the alloy, but um, yeah, it's mixed with other metals to make. What it other metals? White. Well, is it um, is it platinum? Maybe. Not platinum, but oh. other metals, but yeah. I don't know. Zinc. Yeah, zinc, nickel. Nickel. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's I don't right. know. Or dime. <laughs> okay, what is, um, oh, what is a new material that is fashion forward? Oh. Um, hmm. I think rhodium is kind of been a trend in recent years which it kind of creates like a darkened surface it's generally plated over white gold and it has kind of like a darkened blackened surface um i also think people are using more unexpected materials which is cool like um enameling and leather I've even hmm. seen like some fine jewelry mixed with rubber, like on a rubber chain or something. Um, yeah. That's cool. Enamel enameling is definitely a thing right now. There's a designer called Foundry that does a lot of really cool enameling. Enameling, uh, meaning like a hard paint surface, like a baked on paint or what's enameling? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the process of enameling is, but yes, mm. that's essentially... It's a color that like you put on. It's like different colors that are lacquered on, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. When you came into the studio, I don't know if you saw, there's like all these nails in the wall. I did not. Uh, they're did like, they're powder-coated green nails. We used a green. But uh, oh, cool. that's, the, that's the process where you, you bake it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's cool. Too. Um, I'm wondering. Um, okay, favorite. Oh, yeah. Favorite celebrity. Oh, my gosh. My favorite celebrity. Uh, <clears throat> I know this was supposed to be rapid fire, but I have to think about that. <laughs> I've been a little slow on the, the uptick of questions. I can say the questions really fast, but I get bogged down in the questions, yeah. uh, the follow-up. Um, um, favorite celebrity? Kate McKinnon? Yeah, Kate McKinnon. I guess <laughs> I have to say Kate McKinnon. No, I do love her. I'm like thinking of so many different celebrities, but I like them all for different reasons. Oh, I know. Of course. <laughs> this. Would you go... Uh, let's see. Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy um, Kimmel? 
favorite between the two? Kimmel? I don't know. It's a question between two positives. It's like, yeah, like, yeah. They're both cool. Um, I'm thinking more like oh. fashion icons. Of course, of course you are. So I'm over here thinking fashion icons. <laughs> and Jimmy Kimmel's not on there. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, okay, Cher or... <laughs> Rihanna is up there. Rihanna or... You know, it's funny though, like all the... So many of the of the um, like models, Gigi Hadid, Kendall Jenner, um, mm. the Kardashians, they all have this like these. They all have these epic teams of stylists around them. So it's really the stylists that are the genius force behind all the different looks that they're right. wearing all day long. Um, so yeah, there's like a lot of stylists that I follow and think are mm-hmm. amazing i mean that's such a like crazy job and do you such think a... that they just kind of like hire now they're on their payroll they're kind of like their posse is it the way i they think hire? sometimes yes like i think sometimes stylists. um a stylist will, will work with like various celebrities and maybe oh. just like for red carpet or oh. you know a couple looks here and there um and then i think there's people like kim kardashian that probably has like five stylists on staff at all times mm-hmm. Because so, like, a huge part of her job is looking good, and that's what her fans want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to see, like, what she's wearing. And every time she steps out of her house, she has to look fly. Just AF. so, just like Robbie and I. <laughs> exactly. Just like Robbie and I. <laughs> All right, uh, Rhodium. Okay, favorite piece of furniture in your home? Um, I love this coffee table that my husband and I got it was I think it was maybe the first piece of furniture we bought together when we had our little apartment our first little apartment and it's made out of boats we got it at Big Daddy Antiques Mm -hmm. and it's made out of I think they said driftwood from Baja which Mm -hmm. sounded really cool Mm -hmm. and it's kind of this like worn paint on this rust on these rustic wood panels Mm -hmm. and it's just a cool Coffee table, coffee and table. we've ha- and you can kind of like beat it up, mm-hmm. and we've had it in like every place we've lived. So yeah, I like it. It's like an old friend. Come on, old friend. Yeah, go to a new exactly. place now. You come with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Oh, okay. The last part of this super speed round. That <laughs> was really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Most delicious dessert that goes with your favorite piece of jewelry that you designed. Bam. Most delicious dessert. Oh my gosh. Um. I really like flan. Is that a weird answer? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think it goes with jewelry, but it can uh, go with my stomach. <laughs> fair enough. Okay, then the last question I have for you, this is what I try to ask everybody. What's the favorite room in your home and why? My studio. Cool. Not only because it's supposed to be the master, so I oh, really? literally took the best room in the house and made it my studio and our yeah. bedroom is like in the back shoved in a corner yeah. Um, but yeah it gets the best light it's really clean it's a room of her own I got to like pick out everything in it and yeah it's my happy place cool well this has been really fun super fun super fun speed round we talked about we learned about precious metals <laughs> creative process there's just so much to uh to work with here thank you so much for coming to the studio thank you for having me i can't me. wait to see what you design next right back sure. at you <laughs>